This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 Nation or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipit.tv. You're listening to BGN Radio. Eagles outside linebacker Connor Barwin joins us. I heard you guys are the best Eagles podcast there is out there in Philly, so I'm excited to talk to you guys. Oh, forget it. That's what I'm going to say at the beginning. <laughs> forget that crap. Because it doesn't deserve it right now. It is episode number 195 of BGN Radio. John Barcher, James Zeltzer hanging out with you live from the WIP studios right here in Philadelphia. Um, I don't know if there should be, I don't know if we're going to go into the the, the berate of F-bombs and, and things this week. Because I just, it's like when you're, you're a little child, you walk through the door, you know you did something bad. And your parents, they come in and we're just like, man, we're not mad. We're just disappointed. <laughs> That's kind of how, more or less how I feel. No, I'm angry too. Like this is this was. <laughs> I, what happened? What what happened in the past couple of weeks here? I, I pardon me, but I thought that the Philadelphia Eagles defense was the top three defense. Well, maybe I completely misunderstood that. Uh, there's so many different questions now. Are the Steelers not good anymore? Are the Eagles not good anymore? We talked about this on Saturday, James. If they lost to Washington, what was the conversation going to be Monday morning? And I, I don't really know other than uh, this team is bad and we bought on the, to the hype train because we didn't have the expectation of Carson Wentz coming in here dealing and wheeling and dealing and doing all those different things and looking really impressive. And now suddenly you're three and two. The Cowboys right now as we're recording this are leading the Green Bay. The Giants won. Washington wins. And now you're just being like, wait, wait, are we the are we the sucker at the table? And we just didn't realize it coming in here. Sucker is a good word for it, John, because everything sucks right now. <laughs> everything just sucks, man. Look, um, uh, it's very disappointing the way the defense played, especially. It's hard to get on Carson for today's performance. He had no time whatsoever all game long. We had hyped up those, you know, eighty whatever percent against the Blitz. That certainly did not come to play today but yeah man it's just disappointing because you saw so much to like out of those first three games and especially from a a coaching perspective they executed they played together you know and now we're seeing all kinds of the stuff that we were talking about being so happy we didn't see those first three weeks now we're seeing breakdowns we're seeing missed tackles out the ass it was just it was a really sloppy performance today. Hey, how about that? How about the uh, training camp live tackling really fucking helped today? <laughs> How's that narrative treating us now? Like, what the hell, man? I think at some point, and listen, we can we can try and blame the refs again for the second time in a row. They weren't helpful. Uh, but the Eagles just are completely inconsistent. And you've noticed, even throughout, the Detroit game's kind of separate on its own. And there were some really bad calls again today, I think on both sides. But, you know, maybe the Eagles got hosed a little more. But that's not what stopped them from preventing to make plays. You know, I mean, Big Fee just – it was so it's the first time that the Eagles coaching staff 
finally lied to us about being ready. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even understand Doug Peterson's explanation afterwards where I didn't want to make him feel bad. It's like, dude. Which is ridiculous. He knows he's playing bad, right? Like, like, and what about the other 52 guys on the fucking team? Like, yeah. Yeah, what about making them feel bad by watching that guy blow up plays? And you even heard Jordan Matthews say, well, yeah, Kerrigan was in the backfield the entire time. He didn't mention anybody by name, but he's obviously, that's what he's talking about. That's where the disruption every single time came in the first half, in the second half, like that was the issue. That's why you could not get your passing game going, and I'm really curious to see the All-22 because I'm pretty sure towards the end of the game, no one was getting open. Again, it's the same scenario. We all blamed Bradford for not throwing the ball and being checked down Charlie, but guess what, guys? Your wide receiving core sucks. It's bad. It's average at best, I think the broadcast said, and that was being really fucking nice. So don't tell me and don't yell at us three weeks ago saying we would swap out fucking Sterling Shepard or anybody else in this NFC East because the reality is... You need a wide receiver. You need one so badly. You need a wide receiver more than you do Lane Johnson. I'm happy to say that today because Carson Wentz at least would have a shot to go down the field, somebody that creates separation. Jesus, I mean, just give us something on the offense. Just give us something, and there's nothing there. Zach Ertz is a ghost. The running game was up and down. Ryan Matthews had some good things here and there. Doug Peterson, I thought, called a terrible game. That was the first time he called. Like, everything was just bad about this. Jim Schwartz is not going to get, definitely not going to get head coaching rumors now. Like, what the hell happened? You know, I'm just, I know I'm kind of all over the place here, but there's still nothing go, to go to on the offense, and, and nobody's tackling on the defense. There's Jordan Hicks was the only guy that really stood out as having a really solid game and today. Malcolm and Jenkins, like always. Malcolm Jenkins, too. and even Not he, even part, yeah. Even had some, some mishaps in the beginning, but the pick six, I guess, makes up for a lot, but... Yeah, I, and I don't know how to fix it. That's the problem. There's, there, we, we keep asking that question, what do they do? How do they get the offense going? Honestly, the option for me is seeing if the Bears would bite on Kendrick for Eddie Royal. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got because at least yeah. he can catch a ball. Yeah, no, I think it's very clear that they need a wide receiver. They need someone who you can count on in any sort of situation whatsoever. It's very clear. I, I don't think we even need to see the All-22. We'll see it. But we don't need to see the all twenty-two to know that those guys were not open. Wentz was in the pot. Wentz had time. Uh, you know, obviously there were spots where he was getting bombarded, but there were also spots where he had time. And even on those plays, the pocket eventually collapsed because he had nowhere to go with the football. I think you hit on it there. The key is, man, like this is you know we've given Doug Peterson a lot of props when he's done things right. He's got to get nailed for this one because it was a poorly coached game, both in-game mechanically. Obviously, the we'll, we'll get into it, but the decision to punt, first of all, the decision to call the timeout and then punt was maybe the worst thing he's done as a head coach here in my mind so far. But even on top of that, just going back to the big V thing, like he didn't coach him out of it. He did nothing in terms of of uh, you know chipping, of terms of of giving a second guy, in terms of giving a running back help. You know, we kept saying like, "Where's Ertz? Oh, he's helping out Big V," but he really wasn't. Like they were not trying to scheme around Big V at all, and that really bothered me. Yeah, roll out left more, like uh, what, whatever it is, have the, the the quick sprint and and make a three or four yard pass and just whatever whatever you got to do That's at that what point we to said. go away. Go to Peters and Barber that are you know. You know, I mean, that Peters and Brooks, I mean, that's what's been working. Go to those guys. Just keep it that way. You know what I mean? It's 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 shocking how uh, how frustrating that was to watch. Dads, earmuffs, earmuffs, earmuffs. Uh-oh. Dads, earmuff, Uh-oh. earmuff alert, earmuff alert. Why the fuck do you punt? Uh, how? How does, it, how does the Big Ten coaching experience of, of any sort <laughs> seek into your brain and go, fourth and 24, Really tough. Let's take a fucking timeout and then punt it away with two timeouts left, and maybe we'll have 35 seconds to drive almost an entire goddamn field length of field with a rookie quarterback and, no and go tie the game with no receivers. Like, that was more it was of a problem. two bad calls in one fucking play. Look, look, if, if I disagree with the decision to punt, but if you decide to punt with three timeouts left, you run your guys out there and you punt. You're ready Immediately, for that. Immediately, just then go. you get the ball back with a minute 10, minute 15, whatever it is. It's a whole different scenario because you have those three timeouts. It, it's outrageous. And then to use the timeout, if you call that timeout, I'm sorry, you committed to going for it on fourth fucking yes, down. Yes, yes. It's just, it was so bad. Yeah, and and, and punting to begin with is a, is a whole other thing. That's Look, a, a mistake, you but could, a whole other thing. You could probably, <laughs> the argument of making it on one play, fourth and 24, or maybe a couple of extra plays, 
with 35 seconds left on with 50 plus yards is probably about the same probability, right? But at least take it just like you said, James, take a timeout, come up with a play, mm-hmm. something that you've just gotten sacked twice in a row, which means they probably they're all sack coverages. I, I, it's a little daisy, but I I think they had a little bit of time. Yeah, those, those the ones at the end there. were covered sacks. So for sure, they they were once had a little bit of time on both those throws. Go find me something. I would have accepted a short of the sticks because it's the same result anyway. If you're going to waste the timeout, throw it there short. You still have two timeouts, and it's it's it it change it stops the clock on a change of possession. There's really no reason to punt there. Literally at all, unless you want to gain a couple of yards there, which you ultimately gave back because your defense got its head kicked in the entire yeah, game. Hold on, real quick, real quick. Dude, dude, how does Matt Jones run on that third down for 50 yards or whatever the fuck it was? What was it? I mean, you, everyone, Just opened in the, up. everyone in the building knows he's running the ball. Like, what What was that? I mean, that was out. I mean, it was awful all game, but that was like the, the cherry on top of the fuck you Sunday. Yeah, it was... What was that? A fifty-yard run at the end, just the, to... on third, whatever, third and six, third and seven. It's like, all right, stop him. You get the ball back, whatever. Take a shot. Yeah, they're definitely not throwing run. the ball. They are definitely not throwing the ball, and they are definitely handing off to Jones. He was the only guy in the backfield. Washington, who came into this game twenty-fifth in the league <laughs> in rushing, in rushing and averaging four point one yards per carry against shitty football teams. Bad ones, seven point five yards per wow. carry. Wow! Against a Jim Schwartz defense, against Vinny Curry, who kept going to the inside and breaking contained every single. Every it was like he's never played the run time. in his life. What was that? I mean, that was like that was hard to watch. It was hard to watch that guy keep doing the same thing and keep getting blocked in and run right around. Like, what was that? It was that was it was that coaching. Is that just him being a moron? I mean. That was bad. And an entire quarter just sucked away by Washington. I don't like Jay Gruden sucks. Kirk Cousins sucks. We know those things. Why on earth do they have the Eagles number? That is something I'll never be able to figure out on this is a bad football team yep. with some pretty good players on it. But outside of that, I mean, and and maybe that's kind of their season. Maybe they are just good enough to have those little blimps. And I, if you're telling me that you would walk into this after Washington being 0-2 and then rip four straight off, like that's hard to do for any football Anybody, team. Yeah. Four wins in a row after you're 0-2. And now you got to reconsider this whole thing. Now they're 4-2. They have a leg up on the division, at least yep. over the Eagles. Man, oh man, what the fuck just happened? Like that's I I, I can't believe and and look, this is the other thing I, I I'm I'm starting to hear and I, I already don't like it. Don't tell me and don't make excuses. For a team that's like, well, we didn't expect much to begin with, and <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so this is okay. It yeah. is not okay because yeah. they've showed that they can play at a higher level. They already showed that three games before that. I would even suggest that four games before that, even though they had a shitty first half, you still saw a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. You, they were going to win that football game. Yep. They were going to be 4-0. They, they, they won that football. You know what I mean? They did right. everything they needed to do to win that game except – Hold on to one football yes. in one spot. Props to Ryan Matthews. He didn't turn it over. It's a miracle. So that's great. And he showed a little pop, which is good. And hey, uh, so some silver linings. Wendell Smallwood with the, I mean, that was huge. Yeah. Kickoff return for a touchdown was great. Well, and I would have said see a Josh Huff, but Josh Huff was, was really good on coverage today. Josh Huff actually, sh- I mean, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not a Josh Huff fan, but he was good today. He's in calling term- Josh Huff the best football yeah, player no, on the football. He, he made two or three, two or three, you know, punt, you know, gunner tackles that were, you know, at least showed some hustle and some heart out there. Yeah, he did uh, special teams. He was he was great today. And then of course Malcolm Jenkins, the the pick six. Like at that point, you're thinking, okay, this is where it's going to turn around. But the offense just never. It never really got going, and and the defense, and the defense kept leading his never long drives. Once. Yeah, that's the problem. The defense, it, it, the the it, you can't get no rhythm if you're never on the field first and foremost. And obviously, the interception, the punt took them off the field for a very long time. But on the whole, I mean, that defense, you give up these long sustained drives, giving up tons of rushing yards. The offense goes out on the field. They're not in sync. They're off the field again. You're giving up long drives. It's a really vicious cycle. And at just some point, like when are we just going to say, yeah, it's the players. It's the players. 
Um, and that's one thing I, t- I think I try to convince myself. I was just like, oh, yeah, no, it's all Chip Kelly's fault. It was all the coaching beforehand. But you're seeing some of the same problems. You're seeing the, the exact same problems. And not that I want to com- completely like, now we're going to call everything into question after we've been praising a lot of the stuff and telling Howie Roseman what a good job he's done this offseason. But, you know, we, we talked about it just a little bit. But, again, just to go back to Vinnie Curry, that's a lot of money yep. there. That's a lot of money for Fletcher Cox. Uh, Brandon Graham's the only really good contract that's on there as yeah. far as proct- uh, productivity Brooks, versus yeah, a Brandon Brooks. A lot of money for a guard. I mean, yeah, no. I, you can't, There's we, a lot invested in the trenches, yes. and it's still not – Paying off. I'm going to give the offensive line a little bit of a pass because first game without Lane. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 really tough to kind of handle and manage. And maybe maybe Big V somehow learns from this and and gets better from it. Even if they don't, one way or the other, whether it's it's Wisniewski and Barber, the point is 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 you can't expect if O line loses even one guy, you can't expect them to just be the same. Like it's going to take time for whoever's in there to to learn to work together and be cohesive. Yeah, exactly. And I know there's. You know, I saw a couple of things. No, Becker tweeted some things out. And of course, I know he's a big chip hater into the what ifs start to creep in. You're like, man, if Macklin and, and, uh, and Jackson and McCoy are still uh, here. Sure. But then you don't have Carson Wentz here either. Probably and Chip Kelly's probably yes. still here. Yeah, you, look, you can't that do stuff that too. stuff. You can't it's, do it. It's hard. It's hard to do it. And listen, you have to give a little bit of a pass here because they are trying to reconfigure the things that are are supposedly going to make this football team better with the roster construction that they have here and flipping again two defenses and flipping another offense and and, that, and that's going to take time and you you have to allow that to kind of develop and go over and you're going to need another offseason you can't fix a lot of these things going forward here but you know it's it's the it's the power of Carson Wentz honestly it's just been that he's played so well and this was the first time that you saw uh I would say the rookie yips start to come in there and no, everyone, I'm not going to, to criticize completely, and I'm not saying it's Wentz's fault, but there are there were a couple of times there where the throws were too high, wasn't on target, and yes, Zach Ertz should have definitely caught that football and walked in for a touchdown, it was high, though. but that was high. I mean, that that was a wasn't yeah. a great pass. No, and you know, it's just it's just one of those things now where maybe your expectations go back to hey let's just see Carson Wentz develop here if they win some games if they're in the hunt that's great but moving forward temper the expectations we've learned that lesson now and just see what happens here yeah i think the biggest takeaway from look the whole season what matters is the fact that Carson Wentz is legit he is a really good quarterback and he is going to grow and he is going to be better and it is unless injuries happen this is our guy and that is the the best possible takeaway we could possibly have from this season. That doesn't change the fact that in those first three weeks, they showed that they can compete at a high level. We haven't seen it the last two weeks, but I think that's where, you know, this is where the kind of the hurt comes from. If they had come out and went so good, it'd be great. But if they if they didn't win those first few games, you know, we would kind of look at it as more of a developmental kind of year. But with that win over the Steelers, the expectations just got set Higher than they should have been, obviously. Adjustments, all that kind of stuff. But I think it also showed that in this league, where there are not a lot of great football teams, even, you know, where like the Broncos, 4-0, oh, they're great. And then they lose to the freaking Chargers and uh, the Falcons. I mean, there, there's... Falcons back-to-back. Yeah, back, yep. there, I don't think there's any... I think all these teams, it really is kind of a week-to-week thing where, where you you know, there are very few teams you could say, oh, they're really good. So I don't know if the Eagles are, are out of it or whatever it is, but... I certainly think that you know they're 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 not a Super Bowl team, obviously, which I think we knew before. But I also think that it's going to be a little bit more rocky, and maybe we have some more wins that are unexpected. But I also think we're gonna have these types of games where you go in feeling confident and say, "What the fuck just happened afterwards?" And the thing that bothers me the most is you heard even from players, you heard from coaches, you heard everybody saying like. Oh, they're so pissed off about that yeah, Detroit that thing. Like, me off oh, too. they're going and and they're. It's like, where was the fire? I mean, uh, all right. you, you know what? Tackle. How about making a tackle? That's the kind of stuff where if you're really that fired up, if you're that get jack, home, get yes, home. Do the Jesus. fundamentals. Do the do the the thing that you learned when you were a kid and you first started playing this game. The easiest thing that you can do when you're a defensive player. The most important thing your job at any point at any time is to tackle the fucking guy with the ball. That's the game and. and if you're pissed off, if you think you're like if you're locked in and you're ready to go, you don't miss tackles like that. And, and if I could just, and not that he had a bad game, uh, and well, there, I mean, like with the exception of the drop touchdown to Deshaun Jackson, Jalen Mills, stop with the finger wagging shit, man. Oh God, I know, dude. Like, you, dude, you you were not good today, sir. 
Like, and I know, and I know it's a rookie <laughs> yeah, going up against. <laughs> that was that was so. That was of all the things that we've said already. That was the most politest <laughs> rip that I've heard. He was, you were not good today, sir. He was not good today. You are not. Uh, you can't be matumbo. Yes. You cannot wag that finger. Seriously though, and I I hate that period. I am a big big uh, uh, opponent uh, or hater. Of people, you know, doing, celebrating whatever if you're getting your ass beat. I hate that. I hate it so much. But with this kid, it's just more like, dude, like, I mean, not only is the team losing, but like Deshaun is beating you all day. And he just, you know, he dropped a couple of Kurt Cousins didn't get it there, but you got your ass beat, kid. Like, you should, you should be humble right now. You should, your fingers should be reinserted back inside and you should be (laughs) making a little fist there. Yeah. yeah. At, At some point, you need to do that. Um, and it just didn't, you know, it, it was kind of up and down for the secondary too, especially those first two touchdowns. I mean, it, it felt like they could basically throw anywhere and uh, you had Malcolm Jenkins undercutting some roots at some point. And that's why I kind of say as much as I like the, the touchdown interception, the first one to Crowder when he undercuts, when he should have clearly just yep. gone and met him in the end zone. And I get that, you know, it instinctual is, tell, is telling you to do that anyway. Then on the Vernon Davis touchdown, you're just like, good Lord, man. I mean, there is... You know, it, that's why it's a, at some points Malcolm Jenkins looks like he's an unstoppable safety, and then you have those brain farts yep. every now and again. And he, you know, he did that against Chicago too with Alshon Jeffrey and 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 that whole situation there. But um, and that's that was kind of my worry. It's just like, man, I hope this doesn't turn into the Vernon Davis game. It really didn't. It was just that one touchdown. But still, you, you would think just <laughs> so why you don't judge things on paper and maybe we should just stop doing it from now on. Like, I, I, I don't know what else to do because, again, the Eagles should have beaten this football team. You can't convince me of that otherwise. Yeah. You really can't. And uh, I know that's really silly of me to say after I just said, well, at some point it's got to be the players and, and maybe they're just not as good as we think. But Sorry, it's just I'm still not buying into it. I'm I'm really not buying into Washington being a being a really really good football team, even though they are clearly four and two right now, and you got to eat some crow with that. And listen, they came out to play today. They were they were ready to rock and roll from yep. the jump. Everything looked like they were high energy. They were the, the motor was there. Like you know, the first play basically set the tone. You're like, wow, this is way different. I mean, Carson Wentz had to change his fucking jersey for Christ's yep. sake. It was a it looked like an animal went in there and clawed, and you know it, it's just man. Maybe you just want. Maybe it's just me not wanting to admit it, but like Washington. Maybe it's Washington and Dallas, the one-two punch that's going to end up this way. Yeah, I think. Look, I think the bigger thing is is it's what we're learning is it's too early to make any sort of long-term proclamations about any of these teams in the NFC East right now. I, I don't think you can say that any of them is the best team in the division because we've seen each of them look like the best team at different times. Uh, they're all flawed football teams. You know, none of these teams are juggernauts, and, and I think that we're going to see different things each week where, you know, sometimes one team's not going to step up, another team's not going to step up. I, I think it's going to be tighter than that. Um, and look, Washington is one ugly, man. It's not like they've, they've gone out and that's the thing. And that was the thing with those first three weeks that the, with the Eagles that kind of makes it that much harder because it's not like they won these games like Washington did. Like you, we talked about before you talked about on the pregame show here at WIP CJ Mosley throws the ball out of the end zone. They win. Duke Johnson has a football that they say he didn't have somehow. It's in his hands, but yeah. he not, you know they've gotten real lucky. The Eagles, with their wins, did not. The Eagles won those games very, very handily. So I think that's part of the reason why it's also been such a kind of a, a jarring feeling going from that to to what's happened now. But regardless, I, I don't think I think the bigger takeaway is not that we can't look at stats and try and look at a game uh, player for player. I think it's that. It's too really early to predict how how this is kind of kind of play out because we've seen these two different teams come out and play multiple times already. And uh, you know, and Ike Reese told me this, and I just didn't want to buy it too. It's just like, but every time we have this conversation, just like you said, James, it is a week to week thing. This in the NFL, especially in the early going, yep. like it is, you're you're not quite sure who's going to beat who. Um, yeah, but I, I I have to say, I mean, Dallas looks the most consistent. Oh right yeah, now. no, and the it, constantly every time you, you think can't they're rip like, what they're doing. Okay, this is this is this yeah. is going to be the game where they kind of turn it in, and they don't. They they stick to what uh, formula works for them in yep. in 2014. Rod, and 15 Rod Marinelli is a really fucking good coach. He is, <laughs> yeah. man. I mean, I, I, every week I want to say. That Dallas defense sucks. 
They don't have any players. They're not going to be good. They're going to get eaten up. And every week, this guy coaches them up. You know, it, it's impressive what he's done with with a, a real dearth of talent there. And, you know, they keep they keep showing up. And on the offensive side, it's not surprising. I mean, it's what we saw a few years ago. You know, it's what they do. If they've got a really good running back, a really good run-blocking offensive line, and a quarterback who doesn't make mistakes, that's a, uh, you know, if your defense is stepping up, that's going to be a, a, a recipe for, for winning every single time. Yeah, and that's what kind of makes this thing all 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 the much weirder is if they really do want to transfer, <laughs> go back to Roma after Dak, and like even even just watching the first half of this Dallas Green Bay game, you, you <laughs> you're still puzzled by why why would you even think that? Well, at this it shouldn't point? even be a question. And in my mind, it's over. It's like all right, that it's Dak. I mean, I think Tony Romo. I mean, look, I'm not saying I still believe. That if Tony Romo is healthy, Jerry Jones will put him in there. Jerry Jones, we've talked about it before. He loves him. I think he loves Tony Romo more than he loves his son, more than <laughs> he loves anyone else in his family. I, I do think that, and I, I believe that when the time comes, they'll give Romo the job back, but it's asinine and outrageous to to even consider it. Uh, you, you roll with this kid, you know? It's as much as... Uh, as much as the Dak Wentz thing has made us kind of, oh gosh, interception. Oh, what happened there? Aaron Rodgers just literally. Well, Aaron Rodgers literally, just threw, he literally threw an just threw it right, right, right to Dallas. Like it wasn't. <laughs> oh, and it's in the third quarter now. Yeah, so, so, all right. So, so, but yeah, that's the point is, look, you know, I, I don't know how they're doing it defensively. I, I give Marinelli credit, but, you know, it's, it's tough. This Dallas team is playing really well right now. Uh, and I know that there's. Oh, a, and, oh, let me finish the point. Oh, I was make, point being that we, we kind of hate on Dak a lot because of the Dak Wentz thing and all that, but like, I mean, what the kid's done is impressive. You can't rip him. Like, yeah, he, I, I, he's doing really well. Yeah, I don't think that's uh, – yeah. And, it's and just a comparison. Just, it's not to right. rip Dak is the point. Dak's right. done really well. It, it is more or less, I think, that uh, there are a lot of people who are trying to discredit Wentz and still are exactly. trying to discredit Wentz. And, and that's the thing, you know, I, I know I sound like a broken record, but you look at the the six points or whatever in the second half or that, that kind of came through that as – Went started opening up the ball game a little bit. Finally, started getting some of those deep shots, which obviously came too late. And they need a fucking was... receiver, man. I'm sorry. I I'm going yeah. back to it, man. Like I'm going back to it. I'm going like seriously. Like Jordan Matthews is a nice player, and he is by far their best. Rec- I mean, it's like he's like uh, the only professional receiver on the team. It feels like, and I know that we, you know, Aguilar made a nice catch today. Whoop de damn do. He's not getting open. None of these guys get open. Like the it's 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 amazing to me and then you look at teams that are, are pulling out these receivers that like Bryce Butler he's better than anyone on the Eagles or like maybe not Matthews but he looks better you know he's making plays uh, it's just it's really frustrating watching this wide receiving court yeah uh, and I know there's a lot of folks that are, are chiming in there and look if you guys are by the way if you guys have phone calls and stuff 267-245-6066 obviously we can't get them uh tonight because we're uh, in the WIP studios. But if you have anything to chime in, we will be recording live at the Grog once again in Bryn Mawr. That is the place that gave us the six-gallon jug of Bud Light. So come one, come all 7 to 8 p.m. Tuesday. We're going to be hanging out with there. Steph Driver from now uh, Broad Street Hockey. Yes. And there's, there's been an off-season trade there that's going on. So she's going to come up and join Matt, us and Matt hang Grumbeck out. Matt Grumbeck will be out as oh, well. Oh, beautiful. One of our, our See, good buddies. The whole, uh, whole uh, the BGN uh, family will, will join us there. And, and you can see James and I display our, our fancy brand new BGN Radio t-shirts yes. that finally came for us as well. And uh, just a reminder that a lot of cool stuff in the BGN Radio store yeah, right now. Obviously, the we would like I would love to tell you about this awesome Wentz wagon shirt that Alex Waldo, our good friend, designed, oh which is absolutely it's amazing, amazing. But it's really hard to tell you and feel good about buying that T-shirt <laughs> right after. I completely understand, but it's going to be there forever. So, uh, but if you haven't seen it yet, I mean, it's it's, it's Carson it's an, Wentz pulling the wagon with Benjamin Franklin in a fishing yeah, line. Shout out to Walt, Alex Waldo. There. He's I mean, because so awesome. John said to me, he's like a little inside baseball. He's like, dude, I want to do a Wentz wagon shirt, and I want it to look exactly like this. And I was like, that's the best idea I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't know if anyone can do it. And Alex literally like re- like went in your brain and recreated exactly what we talked about. It's wild. It's he did such an awesome. So job. he's going to be around for a while. You know, he was he was actually the one that when I flubbed. Agalor for Al Gore. Yeah, that was the uh, yes. He, he started yes. printing that out, and that's when you first started noticing, like, wow, this guy is really talented, really amazing. Insanely so, talented. Yeah, uh, go check him out at, at Alex. I think it's underscore Waldo one. I believe so. Yes. Uh, I have that wrong. Just search him in. But dear, seriously, worth 
worth your time and a follow. I know there's a, so getting back to it. I know there's a lot of people that want to chime in here too. William Casey on Twitter asking all of us, would you trade the entire? <laughs> oh God, would you trade the entire 2017 Eagles draft, including the Vikings pick for Joe Hayden and Joe Thomas this year? No, no. no. And, uh, you uh, only trade your entire draft for a quarterback. That's how yes. I feel. And even then, I mean, Joe Hayden's not any good. Any, I mean, not 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 any good anymore. But Joe Hayden's not the player he used to be. Joe Thomas, yes, still the best tackle in the game, but also twenty eight or twenty nine, so not not necessarily on the front end of he's his older. career. He's older. Might be thirty. Yeah, he's thirty one. Yeah. Okay, actually. so there you go. So yeah, on the back end. Yeah, that's. I mean, uh, look, I <laughs> I love the 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 thought, but throw, I mean, t- yes, throw Terrell yes, Pryor, to, throw yeah. Terrell Pryor, and maybe I do it. <laughs> Yeah, now now we're now, now, now we're cooking. Yeah, if you give us like three, and maybe Prior Cor- Thomas Hayden. T- actually, here's what you need to do. I'll, I'll trade the entire draft to the Browns for Corey Coleman, Terrell Pryor, Joe Thomas, and Joe Hayden. Boom, done. I'm done with that. I'll That's sign fine. off. I'm good. Yeah, that's pretty much I could do that. fits a lot of needs right there, right? Uh, Man, Terrell is, Pryor. Oh, I know. How? Who would have thought he's a legitimately great NFL wide receiver? Yeah. You saw that coming. Good for him. Yeah, he did. He did. You're he right. Kept, he yeah, kept you're tweeting, right. Hey, yeah. hey guys, check this out. Hey yeah. guys, check this out. Which is, uh, yeah, again, Chip Kelly screwing us over. <laughs> I think he came in for a workout at one point. Yeah, so. Maybe. Um, I think a lot of teams missed out on Terrell Pryor. Yeah. One thing we haven't gotten to, obviously, and, and this probably affected a lot of different things. You saw him get pressure early, but Benny Logan going out and, and Bo Allen just rotating in there. It just goes to show it. And the defensive ends, too, that the rotation is just, it is not good enough. And I'm sorry, Connor Barwin. I love you, man. You're great. Uh, you will always be one of my favorite guys ever. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. man, like the, the thing that we all talked about about him being a 4-3 defensive end and you're just like no, that's take, not going to work. And and it's just he, it, it doesn't work. Like there's he can't set the edge, he gets blown he, off the ball. Everything that he's good at, it takes away. Like you know, like he is he is a 3-4 outside linebacker. That's what he is. You know, he's not he shouldn't be in the 4-3. He can't line up in the three-point stance. It's just not who he is as a player, he just it doesn't fit his skill set. It's a shame too. Yeah, because he's 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 been he's been bad, and he's been. That's what I'm saying. Like that's <laughs> why I don't understand if you. Why is he on the field more than Vinny? Like, it, 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 ugh. I, I know it's probably it, it, you're you're dealing with like. Well, if I do this, the edge doesn't get set. If I do yeah. this, it gets set, but it gets blown up anyway. So it's it, it's kind of a a really weird thing that you're dealing with there with the, the the depth and it's on both sides too on the offensive line there isn't a, there's depth but there isn't good Solid depth with depth, probably yeah. doesn't really exist in the NFL anyway. Well that's true that I will say that as someone who sadly knows every own lineman in the league for my roto wire work that I have to do there are very 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 few teams with any sort of depth whatsoever at, at offensive line like you know it's yeah. just there aren't that many good offensive lines when it really comes down to it <laughs> you know seriously and, like, and the Eagles are probably probably up there as you know but with Lane it was played, a it was a t- top 10 top 5 top 10 line for sure um and, and that's where you just got to it, it just goes to show we you know we mentioned this before the interior line is a lot easier to fix than the exterior it's just Night and day. It's, it's night and day. You can stick almost anybody at guard, literally almost anybody. Mm-hmm. Sometimes center as well, and I, but that comes with quarterback relationship and, and reps and, and all. It's it's different to have to your head and down and yeah, and, and all and that it's, stuff. Yeah, it's all about knuckles in the butthole. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's correct. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, I didn't need to expand that. No, no. But in, even so, that's where I, I still kind of say. Yeah, but even even let's just say every game was as bad as that with Big V. If there was somebody that you could that could get open, so you could just the the problem not only is did he not perform well, it's just on top you don't have anything to burn that pressure either. Yep. If they're going to come at you and they're going to say no, we're just going to keep constantly bringing it and bringing it and bring it until you burn us. You got to be able to gonna burn. That's going to work him. a lot of the time <laughs> yeah. against the Eagles because you can you saw it. I mean they they didn't even flinch to go into zone a lot of the time. They were man to man. Yep. You go ahead and try and beat us. And that's what they did. I was actually I mean they called a couple of screens here and there and I know that when you take an entire quarter away from your offense, you got to start to speed things up and you can't really set things up for the next time. You got to go. You're down yeah. two scores, but you know, not a, not a ton of screens, not a lot of off-balance stuff. They tried to even I, uh, the third and four call towards 
was I think it was the first or second field goal that the, it was the first field goal oh, that they, they ran the ball. For. Yeah, that way. That was, was, a, was it Barner? Barner yeah, yes. Yeah, which I I was like, oh, that's gonna whoa, no man, yeah. that didn't work at all. So again, I think you just got a hat tip to, to Washington. The, the game plan on both of their ends worked really, really well, and it's just it's entirely frustrating to to have that after the kind of high that you've been on for the past three and a half weeks. Yeah, especially, and and again, the, the early buy sucked. I think we can all agree on that. But especially to go into that early buy off of that Pittsburgh win and have that two weeks of excitement and, and palpable feel of, of we just beat the Steelers, you know, two weeks of it, and, and Wentz and all this, you know, Obama talking about Wentz and everything, just like it was so much good and excitement coming off of expecting nothing. Uh, that you know, it's it's made it really a lot harder now when we're getting the opposite. Man, it's been yeah. to look at somebody look, shorted the yeah, the like, Wentz market, it, and now we're now we're on the <laughs> yes, exactly, yeah, no, yes, no, exactly. It's like pork bellies. Um, but seriously though, it's like you know, and I hate to say it because we talked about it before because you don't want to say like oh well you know, uh, you know they had already set a, an expectation level, so you can't just say oh it doesn't matter. But you know, outside of that, if if you had said at the beginning of the season they're going to be three and two after five games, you're, you would have said. All right, cool. I'll take I'll take three yeah. and two. Yeah, absolutely. So they lose to the Steelers and someone else and and whatever you know, like so, you know, it, it, you do have to kind of step back and think about it that way. But man, to to go from that high to to what we've seen the last two weeks, and especially that they were two winnable games, and obviously a Detroit game more so, but those were two games that they they could have, should have won, and, and didn't, and that makes it all the more frustrating. And I think, and I, you know, just like we were saying, like we, you can't come up with a, a, a trying find a better game plan like players just need to make plays at some point you know what's the and, and you you're now we're now you're looking at minnesota just to look ahead a little bit and you're like man if you can't get separation mm-hmm. from these guys what is minnesota and not going just, yeah to do and to then you? the flip around i mean minnesota is the best pass rush in the nfl <laughs> you know i mean they're they are they are they are intense as a pass rush i mean they they get after you, they hit Brock Osweiler 15 times and sacked him another couple or whatever last time against Houston. Uh, so you know, fuck you, week. Lane Johnson. That's, that's I guess what you kind of just like, God damn yeah, it, Yeah, it really comes back to fuck you, Lane Johnson. Like, fuck that guy, man. Fuck him. <laughs> Seriously. Jesus. What a fucking asshole. And, and, and we didn't know. That's the other thing. I guess we didn't know that. And, well, I, I hate to say, I, I'm trying not. I'm trying to stay away from a, a very recent game that was really bad for your rookie right tackle to step into, but it really did look like it affected the entire offense. It did. You I know? think there's no question it did, man. Like Kerrigan was in the backfield every play. And 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 I think that also with Wentz, and he's been so good against the Blitz and all that, but he hasn't faced anything like that today because of Lane and because of how much better the protection was. You know, I think it, it definitely fucks with your head, man. If you're Carson, you know, you're you're getting trying to get rid of the ball quicker. You're a little bit... More on edge, you know. It's it's just the whole thing. I think it really set the offense totally out of whack. Yeah, and and it was almost like it was because you can prepare for that as as much as you want, but if you've never played an NFL game before, it's it's kind of weird. And now I'm you almost second guess, and you're like, well, maybe you should have kicked yeah Barber out well, there and just and just, or rolled with Tobin or something like at least that you could have a manageable the, yeah, thing. In, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm wondering if the coaches maybe maybe because it was just practice. I feel like they might have thought they had more. Or Big V was readier than he is because you. I mean, you can't make that decision if you know that he's going to be like that, right? So I. Well, I think, if the ones are going up against the ones, and then you see like, well, man, this defensive line's really good, and he's putting up. <laughs> and then the defensive line comes out and, yeah. and stinks that no, week. You know, you're. It's just like, sometimes it's 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 that judgment. He just. Call. It was just. I don't know how. Whatever in in a judgment call in practice, I don't know how. Big V could have looked ready with how bad he looked today. Like I yeah. don't know what what they saw. I want to know what they saw where they're like, all right, he's good. He'll, he'll make it work. Yeah. I don't know where that comes from. I mean, he was, just, yeah. he was awful. It just just did not look like he belonged on the field. Well, I'm sure he wasn't getting blown off the ball every snap. That's 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 part of it, you know. So there's there's an obvious thing of just like, yeah, he'll be. He's not Lane Johnson. There, he's going to make mistakes, but. He's not going to get pushed back every time, you know, and, and then all of a sudden when it's a live game, you're like, oh, man. And I, I guess that's why at some point you're just got to be like, okay, you didn't, you know, just back to the embarrassment thing real quick. Like, listen, these are these are grown men now, and he understands it's that. It's yeah, He knows that he's doing a it's bad job. It's the fucking job. NFL. These Make guys the get cut every week. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, the, the, the 
Adam Gase just cut three freaking linemen before this past game to to make a freaking point. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. it's the NFL, bro. Like, I don't care about feelings here. Like, you got to coach the game to win and not give a crap what any of your players feel about what you're doing because you're doing it to win the game. And I guess that would be the opposite side of, you know, the family atmosphere, the emotional intelligence type of thing. It's just like... Yeah, I'm not saying to like a you level. Know, it's, you know, it's to a level. That's it's, yeah, the point. yeah. It's okay. Like I, I like that. I'm all for that. But like, you, that doesn't mean that you, you have to like coach in game that way. Don't like, coddle. You, yeah, you know, man. don't coddle. You step you back make, and man. You, and again, you, you just don't have other. it today. We'll work on it. We'll keep moving forward. Keep yes. your head up. Yes. For right now, we need to go protect Carson Wentz he's, because he's a we have a time to pick him. playing his first game in an NFL yeah. game against Ryan Kerrigan. He's gonna. He, first of all, I think I'm sure Big V knows he didn't play well. Yeah. A. B. He'll understand. He'll get it. He'll be like, all right, that guy was whooping my ass. You had to do something. Yeah, and if he goes, I got to get better, and then, you know, goes from here, maybe, I mean, maybe that's your your upside there where you're like, yeah, maybe it's that was the lowest point, and hopefully he'll improve a little more, which just got to go by hope because you can't really say that that's <laughs> yeah. going to happen. Uh, no, you, could, you, you would more likely guess the opposite is the problem. Right. Uh, but what I um, – I, I definitely don't want to hear Dennis Kelly's name. I know some people were joking about that. Today. Yeah, that was a joke. Don't right? don't don't, uh, don't ever say that. Don't ever say this. It's like, funny. yeah, you don't have a wide receiver, so you're going to go and do this thing. You didn't expect Lane Johnson to be out, so that's still the right call. You well, know, either way, Dennis Kelly you, you still have Matt Tobin and there Dennis too. Kelly He's the, the same good. player. Yes, can we? Not? Dennis Kelly is no better than Matt Tobin or Wisniewski or anyone else. You're going to stick in there. He's a backup offensive lineman. Here's what I'll argue though. Is Dennis Kelly better than DGB? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So yeah. there's like, ooh, man. So that, that I think, you is fair to That's criticize. That's a fair argument. Yeah, no. And, and look, but here's the thing. It's a, a process over results thing, right? You can't say that now, because you don't have Lane Johnson because Big V sucks, that it was a mistake to trade Kelly. You know what I mean? You have to judge the... the no, it, the, move, the move was still correct. On its own. You right. have to judge the move on its own. Sure, would Dennis Kelly be better than Big V? Absolutely. Yeah. I also, when they made the Dennis Kelly trade, I don't think they thought they were going to be competing. I don't think they, you know, there were so many other factors. Yeah, Bradford was still here. So. You can't, you know, you can't, yeah, exactly. It wasn't even once back there. So you can't look at it that way. But yeah, I, I, player for player, sure, I'd rather have Dennis Kelly at right tackle than Big V. So here's the hill I will die on, though. <laughs> you know who made, you know who looked pretty good today? You know who broke up some passes against AJ fucking Green? Eric Rowe did. He did. He so, sure did. Huh. Maybe. Maybe not fucking pull the trigger on a second-round draft pick that showed promise that, oh, he's got stiff hips, he's dumb, he won't learn anything. Like, then if if the performance that you gave today you thought was going to be better and you gave away Eric Rowe, we need to have a talk. We need to have a talk if you think that Jalen Mills would have performed better than Eric Rowe. We really do, because that's that's a lot of faith to put in the seventh rounder and the upside and all that. And I'm sure Jalen Mills is going to be good, hopefully. You know, if he's Maybe. if he stops <laughs> getting burnt, you know, like there's there's times in Deshaun Jackson is no slouch, and I get all that. But when you had one in your hand already, and we'll have to see how Nolan Carroll's feeling, and McKelvin's obviously was out. I I just feel like that's still. A mistake, you know. I think I'll that's die on that hill with you, brother. So. Yeah, I look. I said it when it happened. I, it, it, Eric Rowe becoming a star under Bill Belichick would be the least surprising thing that's ever happened. Yeah, and and yes, Matt Daring. Oh, great, indeed. You know, I know we can't do anything about it now. I'm just saying, I still think that's kind of a mistake moving forward. Um, well, we appreciate everybody listening in once again. Uh, you know, the Grog Tuesday night, seven yes. to eight p.m. in Beer Tower, Bryn Mawr. Beer Towers are good. And, of course, thank you to our great sponsor, Clip It. It is the hottest app that is out there. Honestly, guys, if you didn't see Travis Konecki freaking ripping passes the past couple of weeks and go spare on the same line and just just the whole experience of, of the Flyers and <laughs> Joel Embiid giving you the dream shake and going over Andre Drummond and, and just being awesome. Processing, the, the as he would pr- say. Just processing like crazy. <laughs> and the reason I bring that up, again, is because Clip It finally has listened to all of you and, and given you CSN Philly if you are in the Philadelphia area. So you can share all of those awesome clips in high-quality HD, 30 seconds at a time on Facebook, on Twitter, enhance your blog post with them, uh, and certainly... 
sneak a game in there if you don't have cable because trust me i do it all the time and it's fantastic if you're stuck on the road a lot i'm traveling back and forth and people are talking about a game on twitter and you want to go back and see it it, it is that awesome that it's right there in the palm of your hand it's live television from as it's happening you can go all the way back to two hours clip it at clip it tv clip it tv in the app store and also uh, on uh, Android in the Google Play Store as well. Please, please go download that immediately. James Elser, your random thought to finish us out here. Uh, my random thought is that I love this random thought thing. I, I think <laughs> this is going to be a thing. Let's start making it our thing. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm a big, big fan of the random thought. As far as uh, today's random thought goes, um, you know, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay away from the Eagles because they depress me. I, I kind of said at the end of the show on Saturday on WIP, but watch the baseball playoffs, guys. I'm, I'm depressed about the Eagles right now. I'm going to go watch baseball because it has been awesome. Every single game has been great. We've had some classics already. Johnny's Cubs have had some. Whew. I mean, that that ninth inning, four-run ninth Montero, inning against. my yeah, boy. Well, and then, yeah, yeah, the pinch hit grand slam. The, just the Cubs alone, just their games alone have been just epic. That, that Nats. Dodgers game five. It's just been a really fun playoff so far. It seems like there's a lot of evenly matched teams. So watch the baseball playoffs. It'll help take your mind off football. <laughs> or not, depending on. It won't. I mean, I, it's a total yeah. lie. <laughs> um, I, I just think um, maybe not even. I'll, I'll keep it Eagles related because I don't have any good other stupid random thoughts rolling around in my brain, which is uh, not not shocking at all. But um, I don't know. I, I, I know that there's going to be a lot of people that said, oh, we need to throw this in the garbage can and pick this apart. And you're right with some things. Uh, I, I'm trying to still just feel the positive, even though it's, you know, uh, I, we should be yelling and screaming and rightfully so, and just be pissed off the entire week because you should be. I mean, that, that was a disastrous football game. And that's that's not acceptable. I don't want to hear anything about the refs. I don't want to hear anything about getting jobbed or anything like that. Uh, the Eagles need a lot of help. I, I don't know how they're going to improve that. Um, and seriously, Michael Kendricks needs to never play another snap. He had on one this good defense. play today. It was like it was like a, it was. He got lucky though. Too. I know, I know. It was, but it was funny because it's like, oh, that guy made a play. It's yeah, like one he came play. Out of it's like, like a miracle. Wow. But that was a that's horseshoe that, up his ass. Yeah, but no, but but that's the thing is like that play was a perfect example of why. I fucking hate this guy so much because those are the plays we saw when he was a rookie in his second year it was like that type of stuff like darting in Going the backfield yes and making a great athletic play like what the, what happened to that guy like the, the, i saw it today and then he was gone again and it sucked ass but like he does have that inside him i, I don't it's it i i hate that guy yeah he's uh, my least favorite eagle like so easily <laughs> in two years in two years we get we went from you cannot trade him to get yeah, him off right. my football yeah. team. No, it's a long-term wow. signing to get him. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, man, geez. But it, it just goes to show, even though, look, and I'm not saying, it, with, with Kendricks and Cox and all this other stuff, like, Cox is a great player. who's really, I mean, I guess that's the other thing I didn't say is yeah, I meant really to, showed his ass. Yeah, I meant to mention, today. too. He's, he's really. He's, I don't know what's going on no, there. No, and, and, it's, and, it's, and it's head mistakes, too. It's He's not. Playing smart football, which which oh god, we didn't even mention that the fucking the penalty to score the touchdown. Yes, I mean that I was mean, a, that's, a, that's a huge impact on this was football a, game. That was one of the biggest play. I mean that was a, it was a seven point swing. I mean or or whatever you want to call it. If they had scored the other way, I mean that was a um, or I guess a four point swing or yeah. potentially more the other way. I mean that was a monster monster penalty, and it was and it was a fucking penalty. I saw so many people. Oh, you're gonna call? Yes, Fletch is an idiot. He hit him in the fucking head after yes. he threw the ball. Like, just don't do that. Well, like, you can't stop the tra- can't stop a train on a dime. Yeah, you also don't use the crown of the train to kill somebody. Yes, like, and you Jesus. don't hit him anywhere near his fucking head. Like it's every single time they're going to call that. Like. Yes, Fletch. Fletch has been, and 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 also like not like the effort has been less impressive from him the last couple of weeks too. I, it seems like more often comes in waves. Yes, instead of consistency. Where, yes, and I'll see plays where it's like he's kind of like standing there, you know, like or or whatever. It just he hasn't seemed nearly as locked. And I hope it's not because he got paid, but he has not seemed as locked in so far this season, except for that Pittsburgh game. And it just goes to show that we've we've said this for a long time now. Quarterback is the most important part, and if you're going to make a change on your team, that's that's where you go to. So, if Fletcher Cox wasn't here, granted, I'm sure the defense would be worse. I know that's true, but it wouldn't have changed a whole lot. 
Carson Wentz is the one that changes it a lot yep. throughout this thing. So I, I wouldn't be surprised in the next couple of weeks if it stays like that, that the contract's really going to come into question. We're already questioning Vinnie Curry's. Maybe that starts to creep into the conversation as well because as much as I love Fletcher Cox and as much as I I, I built him up, I said this yeah. guy is going to be – called him a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and there, that is a that is a no-doubt signing. Like anybody yeah. would have made that signing. Sure. And I'm not saying like that's a huge mistake, but – you're going to start hearing it if it's not there. Well, you want to hear something? What's kind of funny, and we talked about how the, on the Saturday WIP show about how uh, the most underrated contract on this team is Brandon Graham and what that guy is getting paid compared to Vinny and Fletch and all that, and he's been the best lineman. How funny is it that all these years later, like Brandon Graham is is the guy? Like he's our, he should be <laughs> so our favorite. Right. He's been the, he's, he's the played the best. He's got a, a cheap ass con. Like Brandon Graham is like the best eagle. Who saw that coming? Earl Thomas is rolling over in his grave. Pape, 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 Brandon Graham. <laughs> Who Again? saw that coming, man? Crazy, especially in in you know after, even after last season when you're just like, oh, God, you resigned Brandon Graham and the Giants were the only ones that wanted him. Blech. <laughs> yep. And now he's like, like oh, they're giving Brandon Graham money, he, really? He's the most consistent player in the defense. Yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's a difference maker is what he is. Big time. Uh, well, I know that was a long random thought. It was just you know, some <laughs> things that were kind of chiming in there. But, uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you to keep your head high or, or ha- have positivity. I'm scared shitless. The Vikings are coming into town. My old friend Sam Bradford's going to be there, and I'm not as worried about him as I am as that entire oh, Vikings Dak just threw a pick. defense. So that's as, something uh, positive. Dak Prescott, was it, it a pick it, six? It, no, or? That, no just a, but it was in like in Dallas territory, uh, like inside the 20. But important to note, how many air yards was it? Because <laughs> then it might actually be better than the interception itself. But it did happen. It's very exciting. At least we have something to be happy about today. Yeah, and it, look, it is... 177 pass attempts, first interception. Uh, it, so... Tom Brady is, or Dak Prescott is human, <laughs> and you know those rookie yips are going to come for everybody at some point. It was some a time. terrible, like look, look at this, like a terrible, oh, it was a horrible. It throw. was a okay, bad it was completely behind. Who yeah. was he throwing to? Uh, he was, it was a uh, bad Terrence Williams, pick. I think it was. Yeah, it so, was really bad. So there, look, there is not, yes, not everything. Yes, there's hope. God, no, Dak threw, threw an interception. There's wow. hope. Uh, what a great day! Woohoo! <laughs> This Eagles loss means nothing now. Uh, well, we'll wrap it up right there. It has been uh, BGN Radio 195. We're getting awfully close to 200. And we're trying to plan out something real special. For John Barcher, James Seltzer, we appreciate listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and BGNRadio.com. Take these broken wings and learn to fly again. Learn to live so free when we hear Voices sing The book of love will open up And let us in Take These broken